Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled Gog, G-O-G, Gog and Company. Yogi Berra said, quote, It's tough to make predictions, especially about the future. End quote. It's tough to make predictions, especially about the future. The glory of God is that he and he alone knows the future. He both knows it and he controls it. There are many things we don't know about the future, but what we do know we have been told by God. We know that the world is on a collision course with God's judgment because God has told us so. In Ezekiel 38 and 39, God tells us of a coming war that will specifically take place in the latter years, also called the latter days, Ezekiel 38, verse 8 and verse 16. Israel is consistently the central player in prophecy when it comes to the nations. Israel is God's witness nation, both in judgment and in restoration. Ezekiel 38, 1 says, Now the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The name Lord here is Yahweh. The name Yahweh signifies his covenant relationship with Israel. And verse 2 continues, Son of man, set your face against Gog of the land of Magog the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, and prophesy against him. The name Gog is the name or title of the leader of this confederation. The word literally means high or supreme. His name occurs 11 times in Ezekiel 38 and 39. It is clear that he is an individual as God addresses him personally, and he is called a prince. He is from the land of Magog and is the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal. Scholars are divided on how to understand the term Rosh. Some believe it should be understood as head or chief. The idea, then, is that Gog, the chief prince, is being addressed. Others believe that Rosh is essentially Russia. They point out that in verse 15 it says he comes from the far north. On a map, go as far as north as you can from Israel, pointing at the northernmost landmass, and you will find Russia. Whether Rosh means chief or Russia, the territory of Magog essentially relates to and includes the land of Russia. Magog is associated with an ancient people known as the Scythians. This area is thought to be related to the countries of Central Asia, or what I refer to as the Stan countries. Mark Hitchcock, in his book, The Coming Islamic Invasion of Israel, writes, quote, Today the land of Magog is inhabited by the former Soviet republics of Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Ubikistan, Turkmenistan, Tajikistan, and possibly even the northern parts of Afghanistan. All of these nations today have one thing in common, Islam. End of quote. In addition to the land of Magog, Gog is over Meshach and Tabal. Jimmy DeYoung writes, When traveling in Turkey recently, I picked up an ancient Turkish map, in biblical times, Turkey was divided into four parts, Meshach, Tabal, Gomer, and Tagarma. So Ezekiel was talking about those who live in the areas we know as Russia and Turkey. This is in the book, Israel Under Fire. Ezekiel was to prophesy against this leader called Gog related to the territory of the former Soviet Union and Turkey. Ezekiel 38.3 continues, and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tabal. 
There's a double emphasis here in verses 2 and 3. God is against Gog, and he wants him to know it. Verse 4, I will turn you around, put hooks into your jaws, and lead you out with all your army, horses and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Note God's sovereignty is stressed here. He will draw this northern alliance under the leadership of Gog out. We are not told what the hooks will be, but they will be effective. The description is in keeping with the terms that Ezekiel would have understood. It describes a great army that is well equipped. Verse 5, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are all with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Until 1935, Iran was called Persia, but historically, Persia was broader than just modern Iran. Again, John Ankerberg and Jimmy DeYoung in their book, Israel Under Fire, write, Until 1936, there were three nations that comprised the area known as Persia, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Iran. Ethiopia is thought to broadly relate to parts of Sudan as well as Ethiopia. Libya refers to modern Libya. So represented here are Iran, Ethiopia, and Libya, along with the greater Russia and Turkey. Verse 6, Gomer and all its troops, the house of Tagarma, from the far north, and all its troops, many people are with you. Again, Gomer and Tagarma are thought to relate to Turkey. This is a great coalition involving many people. Observe that the major power players come from the north and the east, with Russia and Turkey being from the north and Persia, Iran, from the east. Joel Rosenberg, in his book Epicenter, writes, The first specific country he named as part of the Russian alliance was Persia, Ezekiel 38.5. Until March 21st, 1935, Persia was the official name of the country we now call Iran. But never in the last 2,500 years have Russia and Iran had a military alliance. End of quote. The major players the Bible addresses in relation to the latter days are moving into position. Israel is back in the land in blindness. This is key. The Russian bear is on the move. Alliances are forming in unprecedented ways that are not only historic, but also prophetic. The relationship between Russia, Iran, and Turkey is especially noteworthy. God alone knows the specific times and seasons which he has put under his own authority, Acts 1-7. And our focus as the church is to be on reaching the lost. This is our great commission. The world is clueless, not knowing where they came from, why they are here, or where they are going. But as God's people, we know God's truth. And as we see God setting the stage for end-time events, our job is to call people to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. For 120 years, Noah built and preached. As the ark got ever near completion, the stage was more and more being set for Judgment Day. Matthew 24, 37 through 39, Jesus says, But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving a marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Lord, we thank you that you are sovereign over the course of history. 
And uh, Lord, we know that uh, as it was in the days of Noah, Noah was preparing. The ark was taking shape little by little, more and more, until it came to the day of completion. And Lord, the world did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So it's going to be. The world is oblivious, even as uh, the stage is being set. Uh, things are being prepared. We don't know any dates. We're not setting any dates. Lord, you've told us not to. We don't, we don't know the, the, the seasons. We don't know the, the day or the hour. But Lord, you do. And, and Lord, you've given us these prophetic scriptures for a reason. Uh, Lord, we see you setting the stage. Help us to live accordingly and to be a vibrant witness for such a time as this. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen.